You are listening to NFT Talk Show, where we put the T in NFT. I am your host, Tony Payne, and if you have ever wanted to know anything and everything, including all the juicy deets about NFTs, you are in the right place. So buckle up, get ready, and let's go. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the NFT Talk Show. I am your host, Tony Payne. Yes, I'm back to being photographer extraordinaire. So yes, this is Tony Payne, photographer extraordinaire. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Solana NFTs. For anyone looking to start a project on Solana or just somebody that is curious about Solana, Why Solana? What is so special about Solana? What are the things that you need to know about Solana? And of course, you know, I am bullish on Solana. (laughs) I am bullish on NFTs and I'm bullish on Solana. I'm bullish on ETH. But there are some special people that are more bullish on Solana than they are on ETH. So I had to go find this wonderful human who is also somebody that I run to when I need advice about Solana. And I said to myself, I was like, you know, let me bring him on the show to talk to my listeners. Um, I can't keep him to myself because that would be selfish, right? Anyways, yes. So with me today on the show, I have NF Tolly. And he is the co-founder of the Alpha Dow on Solana. And he is also the co-founder of Thug Monkeys. It's a project on Solana that I am a proud member of. And he also advises a handful of other projects. So if you are looking for a project advisor, if you plan on minting or putting your project on Solana, he is your guy. Like I said, he is the person that I run to when I need advice about Solana. So I decided what perfect person to bring on the show to give my listeners some great advice on Solana. Are we ready? Hi, Tolly. How are you? I'm doing wonderful today. How are you? I am great. I am so glad to have you on here because I know it's going to be a wealth of information being shared for anyone looking to start a project on Solana or just people that are curious about Solana. So my first question to you is this. I know you are very bullish on Solana. And for people that don't know what bullish means, means like you're really, really hyped and into this thing and you believe in it. <laughs> we always got to do the dictionary because some people are not familiar with NFT lingo, right? So you're bullish on Solana. Why Solana? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm incredibly bullish on Solana. So one thing I tell a lot of people, like I consider myself like a permable, which is even uh, a little more of a degen term, which just means I'm always bullish. I just want to make one like tiny, tiny disclaimer that in the current market conditions, I'm not sold from a technical analysis standpoint. I'm not sure what I think about Solana, but in terms of like where I put my time and building for like a two, three, four, five, ten year window, I'm incredibly, incredibly bullish on Solana. Um, and, and that's because I think Solana fills a hole that hasn't really been properly filled by other blockchains yet in the broader blockchain crypto world. Um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, how much your, your listeners know, but Solana is basically a decentralized blockchain and it's incredibly scalable, which means that it can be brought to the masses and have a lot of transactions done per second. It's incredibly, um, it, it, it's incredibly, uh, user friendly with the different apps that are currently being built. And we have uh, an incredible group of developers, uh, working in the Solana ecosystem, making it easy to onboard the masses too. And I think it has different like value 
um, propositions that Ethereum and other smart contract blockchains don't have. Uh, it comes with different trade-offs, but I think when you look at something that you want to bring to the entire world as like a decentralized operating system, kind of, uh, Solana really checks those boxes uh, in that it's incredibly um, scalable, it's incredibly quick, and it's incredibly cheap. And, and that's kind of what you you want when you're bringing something to the entire world. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And you said Solana is decentralized. I have heard people argue, oh, it's centralized or it's not centralized. I mean, doing my research, I, I kind of get both sides of the argument. So what would you say to people that say this Solana is centralized? Yeah, you know, the, the centralized, decentralized conversation is is a little bit interesting to me because I, I think we've kind of muddied the terms in what centralization and decentralization mean. Like, I, I guess there's two like objective ways I would look at decentralization. The first is how much does it actually cost to take down or manipulate a network? Uh, that would be the most objective way I'd look at it. And in that regard, Solana is less decentralized than Ethereum and less decentralized than Bitcoin. Um, but at truest sense, like something that's centralized is when you have like a single central authority uh, that decides what information is allowed to be transacted, et cetera, like however you look at it. Um, and so technically, as soon as you have two or three or four or five uh, validator nodes, you're kind of going on the spectrum of decentralization, right? And so um, I would say that like Solana definitely is not centralized. There's There really can't be an argument made uh, because we don't really have an objective endpoint of what decentralization is. But Ethereum, for example, which is what most people talk about, is significantly more decentralized than Solana. But in Ethereum's early days, it wasn't as decentralized as it is now. And Solana's only a little over a year old. Ethereum's been around for years now. Uh, Solana has some catching up to do. But at the moment, there's, I think, around 1,400 different validators on the Solana network, which means that it's definitely, definitely a decentralized network. It's just still in its infancy, and we have a lot of room to grow, and we definitely want more validators on Solana so that we can catch up to something closer to Ethereum, for example. Absolutely. For... um. A blockchain, you know, as young as it is, it's doing pretty well um, in terms of like the market share and the market value. JP Morgan says Ethereum is losing NFT market share to Solana. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, absolutely. You you look at Ethereum and, and I spend a great deal of time uh, on Ethereum in both DeFi and NFTs, but uh, it's sort of in a lot of ways a whale's game. Uh, there's a lot of money moving around, but I, you know, the, the, the most obvious thing is that gas fees are incredibly high. So what we've seen in Solana is that uh, it's incredibly cheap to launch a project. It's incredibly cheap to uh, mint a project to get set up. It's incredibly easy to use these days for people. So I, I've seen a lot of like what we would call retail people, sort of normal people in the world come into NFTs and almost skip blockchain, skip Bitcoin, skip Ethereum skip Ethereum NFTs and come straight into Solana because it's so cheap and easy to use. And so we've, we've been seeing this ecosystem boom. Um, basically, since September, it's just been this constant uptrend of new mm -hmm. projects and new money coming into Solana. So it's been really great to see. That is awesome. Um, so let's say I'm somebody that's already on ETH, right? I trade NFTs on ETH. What would you say to someone like me to convince me to move to Solana? Yeah, you know, what's funny with that is that I uh, I would say definitely stay on ETH. There's a lot of opportunity to be made on ETH. 
I, I think it's totally fine to be kind of playing two blockchains. But if I were trying to get you to come to Solana, I would, I would tell you that um, some of these projects that you can mint and buy are cheaper than the gas fees you'd pay on Ethereum itself, right? Absolutely so, agree on that one. <laughs> yeah, and so that that's a value, like that's an incredible value proposition itself. When you know you're spending a hundred dollars to mint something, well, you could come and buy a fifty dollar project, and you know maybe it's it's risky to do that on Solana, but it's there's no way it's any riskier than just burning your money. <laughs> Exactly right. The gas fees on Solana um, are incredibly low. Um, do you think that could pose a problem? Because I've heard people say, oh, um, gas fees on Ethereum helps limit fraud. Do you think gas fees being low on Solana can pose a problem in terms of like fraud and things like that? Yeah. When you say fraud, do you mean in terms of like how difficult it is to launch a project and scam yes, people, for in example? in terms of like um, projects that just come to rug pull people. Yeah, certainly something we've seen on Solana, given how low the barrier of entry is, is we've seen a, a really big uptick in in what you'd call rug pulls and scams. Uh, and, and that certainly is a very good argument for Ethereum. I, I, I sympathize with that. But I mean, ultimately, when we're asking if we're going to bring something to the masses, um, simply having a high barrier of entry that is unaffordable for people so that less scams happen doesn't seem like the best value trade-off to me. Um, I think it is a valuable thing. And so given how easy it is on Solana to launch a project, you see a lot of devs scamming people. And ultimately, I think the the solution, instead of just making it more difficult to launch things, is trying to educate people on how to make safe uh, how to practice safe minting habits, how do you find good fundamental investments and, um, and how to be, have good risk tolerance with their money. So. Awesome. Awesome answer. Thank you. So I'm on Solana and, um, I've, I've decided to get on Solana. Here's an, another argument that I hear often. What wallet? <laughs> I always, I say I'm bullish on Soulflare, but everybody says Phantom. What are your thoughts? What are the key differences between a Phantom wallet and a Soulflare wallet for somebody that's looking to um, either collect on Solana or start a project on Solana? Yeah, you know what? Um, I've never actually used Soulflare. I have friends who who actually work with the project and I know that they, they were the first one to get a good mobile wallet on Solana. So if you're looking for a mm -hmm. mobile wallet, uh, definitely go with Soulflare. Uh, in, on the browser side of things, I, I think Phantom has just done such a great job of of creating an incredible product really that's easy to use and um and they kind of have a little bit of a first movers advantage even though Soulflare started around the same time and um uh excuse me sorry <coughs> um i uh <coughs> sorry there's something in my throat <laughs> you're fine <laughs> um i'm not in i actually don't know too much about the fundamental differences i think they both work as a non-custodial wallet uh to interact with web3 so I think you'd be fine using either, but both Phantom and Soulflare are great choices. Awesome. You advise for a lot of projects on Solana. Um, if I was starting out a project, what are the first three things you think I should know? First three things when starting a project on Solana? Uh-huh. Uh, I would say, first of all, to learn the Solana uh, ecosystem. It's a little bit different than the Ethereum space at the moment. And... The NFT space is incredibly saturated. That kind of goes back to the last conversation we had that it's really easy to launch a project on Solana. And so it's really saturated and you have to 
learn how you're going to stand out and how you're going to market because there's just so much noise in this space and it's really hard to pierce that noise and actually show up on people's timeline at the moment based on how many projects there are versus how many users there are. That would be the number one thing I'd say. Like there's a bunch of technical things to talk about, but that's all kind of fixed by finding a good dev, right? So um, if you want to launch a project, I would just learn everything you can about the NFT space, uh, what projects are doing well at the moment and and sort of what the what the best marketing tactics are. How do I find a good dev? I, I'm, I'm a novice. I just know that I want to start a project and I know that I'm passionate about something, but I'm, I have no clue about being a dev or finding one. I just heard about these NFTs and, oh, this will help me solve one problem. How do I find a dev? You know, that's actually a really good question. It's really difficult at the moment because Solana devs um, uh, are, are are far and few at the moment based on how much demand there there is. So all of my good dev friends are all super busy working on a million projects right now. Um, but there are a few resources you can use. Um, I, I haven't done much looking myself into these because I have a few good dev friends, but uh, you could, for example, join some, some discords like the Metaplex discord on Solana is filled with devs and you could start to ask there. And then I have a friend on Twitter called soul NFT radar and they have a chat for devs as well. So um, I would kind of start the search in some of these different like ecosystem discords and some of those people can point you in the right direction. Beautiful. Thank you. Not that I'm starting a project, <laughs> but right. I'm, sure, I'm sure there's probably somebody listening and thinking, okay, if I want to start a project, how do I find a dev? And I could be starting a project. Who knows? <laughs> All right. So you mentioned the ecosystem is different. What are the key differences between the Solana ecosystem and the Ethereum ecosystem? Yeah, I was talking primarily about NFTs, um, the NFT ecosystem, but do you mean in general as a whole or? Yeah, in general as a whole. Like, um, I know from my personal experience um, in NFTs, there's a huge vibe difference between Solana um, people and NFT, I mean, Ethereum people. So um, what are like the general differences between the two? Like community-wise kind of? Yes, community-wise. Yeah, well, I would say it, it's kind of a little bit difficult to make like a blanket statement because these larger communities have sub-communities, right? Mm -hmm. um, so like, for example, but one thing I would, I would say that a lot of people notice when they come into the sort of bigger Solana Twitter spaces, for example, mm -hmm. uh, is that we're probably a little bit more degenerate and <laughs> a little <laughs> bit more, uh, I don't know if edgy is the right term. That's not the right term, but we're, we're a little more degenerate probably is the correct term. We, we have our serious spaces that we, that we run, but, uh, the, the Solana ecosystem has a lot of, a lot of memes, a lot of, uh, for lack of a better word, I guess, shit posting. Um, you know, people have a, people have a good time. There are sub communities even in Solana and there's people who take themselves very seriously and that's okay. Everyone's different. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say we definitely, I hate to use these terms, but there's a little bit less of a like normie feel, uh, in the Solana ecosystem as there is in the sort of bigger Ethereum NFT spaces. I think Ethereum DeFi is sort of a lot more crypto natives and a lot more similar to Solana. But Ethereum NFTs is this unique culture right now that's um, that's definitely different than Solana. All right. So when you say DGen, what do you mean? <laughs> for, those a, who, for those who don't, somebody's wondering, what do you mean by DGen? What do you mean by, for those who don't know, I know what it is. But I, um, yeah. for those who are listening and don't know what a DGen is, what does that mean? 
Yeah, that, that's almost an, an unanswerable question. Like it, there is, but it's a tough one to actually explain. But I guess the, the root of the word is degenerate. Um, and I would say just people who have a great time memeing, having fun, joking around a lot, not taking themselves too seriously. But there's also kind of this connotation to like a ape mentality on Solana of like, or DeFi or anything of like buying anything, trying to make money on it and going into the craziest high yield DeFi farms and like doing really degenerate stuff just to make money in like the riskiest plays possible. So there's kind of two sides to it, the sort of fun social side and then the, the sort of risk investment side of things. Awesome. So, um, me buying JPEGs, I'm a degen. I love memes too. So maybe I'm a degen. No, I guess so. Yeah. If, <laughs> if, if you're honestly though, it's funny if, if you're spending money on magical JPEGs on the internet, you're probably a degen. <laughs> if I look at my Soulflare wallet right now, then I'm like max degen, right? <laughs> I bought some lamps yesterday. <laughs> yep. I bought some Aladdin lamps and I, when I was done, I was like, I hit you up and I was like, what the heck was I doing? <laughs> but if felt, I mean, I don't know. I can't explain the feeling of buying NFTs. Um, you know that this NFT could or could not hold its value, but it's just like a different joyful feeling. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Even, even when you're buying magic lamps at like 1 a.m. <laughs> yep. There, there, right. there is something about just buying, like, even if it's like free or super cheap, there's like this thing about minting or buying something. That exactly. Just, you know, it's our dopamine receptors. <laughs> exactly. So there is one thing that I noticed um, in terms of projects on ETH and projects on Solana. If you want to um, launch a project on ETH, you have your smart contract and then you have your um, maybe OpenSea and you use your smart contract to speak to OpenSea. How is it on Solana? I think it's a little different on Solana, right? Yeah, like a, a lot of what you'd see on ETH, I guess, is just kind of copying a smart contract from Open Zeppelin and launching it. However, um, on Solana, it's a little bit different. Uh, at the moment, it's quite easy because the, the, there's developers in the space that have made it very easy. But when you make a NFT on Solana, you're essentially uploading all the data to some sort of other chain uh, usually it's something called Arweave. And then you make this, uh, usually we use something called Candy Machine, which is a pretty, pretty cool, almost plug and play tool, uh, for developers that, uh, just makes all the NFTs and it generates it and, and everything and makes it so people can mint from. And then it, uh, it, it puts these metadata links that point to this other chain, if that makes sense. So it's kind of like when an NFT is on Solana, it's kind of, this like placeholder that has a window that's looking at something on another chain so that you can see it. And so, so sorry to cut you off. Is the candy machine like an app or is it just like a software? Is it a program? Or yeah. Is it, it like a website? It's a developer tool. There, there are people building something. Um, okay. like there's a few different people making something that would essentially make it. So like a front end website, like you could go to www.com like this, whatever. And mm -hmm. on the website, it literally just tells you to upload your layers and it'll uh, spin up the candy machine itself for you. Um, but we're not quite there yet that I know of. I don't think anyone's quite won that race yet. But there's a few people trying to do it. So at, at the moment, your developer would just have to um, spin up a candy machine. So how do I find this candy machine? Sounds interesting. <laughs> That's a good question. I'm, I'm, I'm not a dev, but uh, I'm, I imagine GitHub, like uh, the guys who made it, um, 
uh, I could I could get back to you on that one. I know you want it for the podcast, but um, no, yeah. you're fine. We, Developers we, will know how to find it, but unfortunately, I'm actually not a dev. So okay, so but to find the developer, we go to um, either Discord for developers or just I'll just hit you up. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like uh, if a developer in the space knows how to launch a candy machine, so okay. All right, so a developer knows how to launch a candy machine. I was like, I've heard the term candy machine before from a project um, owner, and I was like, what do you mean, candy machine? Like, sounds like something I'd pop a quarter in and like, get some gum out of. <laughs> all right. But yeah. All right, so recently um, we heard all over Twitter that OpenSea is integrating Solana. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, you know, I'm uh, in our sort of Solana NFT ecosystem. I'm kind of the friendly neighborhood bear. Uh, I try not to get too, uh, in in my opinion, recklessly bullish. So a lot of people are very excited for this if it happens. Uh, I think it's good. I think it would bring eyes to Solana. I think there's a few things that maybe make it not as exciting as people think. First of all, it doesn't really circumvent the fact that people need to get set up on Phantom or Soulflare or whatever and learn how to buy Solana and send it mm-hmm. there. And at that point, like what's the benefit in using OpenSea versus our bigger marketplaces, um, which some of them have cleaner UIs and user experiences, in my opinion, than OpenSea. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then second of all, like we, we've seen OpenSea implement like uh, Polygon NFTs and it's not like it created this huge boom for Polygon. Yeah. Uh, so at the at the very least, I think it's it's a good thing to help sort of legitimize Solana in some people's brains subconsciously. Like, you know, maybe they weren't too sure about Solana and now they see that a marketplace like OpenSea is integrating them and they say, oh, like, you know, that's that, that's great. Um, the, the more times we can get people hearing about Solana, the better, right? So ultimately, yeah. it's a good thing. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be this huge bull catalyst that some people have made it out to be, but I'm all in all excited for it. And any sort of adoption of Solana is something I'm in favor of. Absolutely. Absolutely. The more eyes, the better. Um, and I mean, do you think it's going to give, um, give ETH a, a competition, even more competition? Because right now we know that Solana is taking some of ETH's market share. Do you think once they um, are implemented into the biggest marketplace, because OpenSea is the biggest marketplace for NFTs, right? Um, even though they have a lot of issues, <laughs> they're still the biggest marketplace right now. Do you think them bringing Solana on board will take a lot away from um, ETH? That's an interesting question. Um, it's really difficult to predict the future. I would probably lean towards uh, it somewhat helping. Um, I don't know if it's going to be this huge catalyst to steal a massive part of the market share. Um, I'd love to be proven wrong. I think like a lot of the people that are currently on ETH, it's hard to know how many of them are people that just haven't really heard or really decided to try Solana yet. Mm-hmm. And how many of them are those really, really hardcore Ethereum maxis uh, that really, it doesn't matter how much you integrate Solana into Ethereum uh, front ends or protocols or whatever, uh, they're, they're just not going to use it. Um, Why do you so think I, that is? You know, it, it's interesting, right? We, we, we kind of end up with this like, tribe mentality. We saw it with mm-hmm. Bitcoin maxis when Ethereum came up. Um, I found myself for a very small period of time in that Bitcoin camp when Ethereum was in its early days. Um, and even today, I have to 
carefully catch myself all the time from becoming like a Solanomaxi um, because you, <laughs> you, you see something that is better than something you're currently using mm-hmm. and you kind of dive all in and then you create this sort of like emotional attachment and this sort of euphoric bullishness on the platform and you don't realize how disruptable it is by newer and better tech potentially. And so mm-hmm. I think like, I think it's just a, a mentality thing and uh, I I think open conversation will help with it, but some people will just never come. Just like a lot of Bitcoiners still are only on Bitcoin and they don't see the, the value in smart contracts. That is uh, true. Which is interesting to to see, right? Well, they'll co- I think they'll come around eventually, hopefully, um, once yeah. NFTs are being used for a wider a- array of things besides just collecting art or projects. Maybe when you start seeing NFTs being used for ticketing, maybe. Like yeah. And, and even furthermore, like just anything that makes it so that uh, whether it's a- anything to do with smart contracts, whether it's NFTs or DeFi, um, as long as it's decoupled from being a speculative asset, mm-hmm. I think that's when you'll start seeing, for example, Bitcoin maxis using uh, this tech because like they're already using Twitter. So what happens when they use a potential Web3 counterpart to Twitter that uh, settles a bunch of information on Solana or Ethereum or something, right? Yeah. Um, like it, 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 it's not a speculative asset anymore. Um, I, I mean, realistically, the conversation with Bitcoiners has changed because a lot of the time with smart contracts, we're not even talking about money anymore. We're talking about any information transaction. So, um, like you just have to create a product that they'll use in order mm-hmm. to get them. And so like the same thing applies to Ethereum people in Solana. If we create products that they'll use and we onboard the masses, then they'll come around, right? They'll come around. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Um, you mentioned Web3. I know a lot of people wonder, Web2, Web3, what is this Web3 they keep speaking of? What would you define as the key differences between Web2 and Web3? Yeah, well, Web2 is basically just like social internet, I guess, like the social web. Uh, mm-hmm. That's probably the easiest way to um, to define it. Web3 is kind of a term that's used uh, all over the place and used in many different ways. But technically the idea of web three is kind of everything that web two is, but in a sort of trustless, permissionless, uh, decentralized way mm-hmm. on the blockchain. And so that's basically the difference, like your, your Facebook, your Twitter, et cetera. Um, but done sort of with the backbone being, uh, the backbone being blockchain. Like it, it's basically the, the, World Wide Web on blockchain is on the, the simplest blockchain. way to explain it. Yeah, got it. So it's it's a bit more um, transparent, maybe. Yeah, that's a great way of saying it. Like you think in Web two, you look at like, uh, for example, Google, Facebook, Twitter. Mm-hmm. All the uh, all the data is centralized in in these small companies, and yeah. in Web three, the 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 data is completely decentralized on a public ledger, right? So. Mm-hmm. That's true. We can see everybody's transactions. <laughs> I always say don't go sneaking into people's wallets, but people do it all the time. Um, somebody, right. I think a, a situation happened um, recently where somebody's um, board aid got hijacked and um, his wallet obviously was like going around and I kind of took a peek, not, <laughs> not because I wanted to peek in his wallet, but because of what was going on. And I was like, oh, my God, this person owns like this. There's this blue chip NFT and he had like 60 plus of them. And I'm like, how does one person have like 60 plus of like an NFT that's like 50 ETH each? 
like yeah yeah eat okay anyways <laughs> so you were talking we were talking about um open sea as a marketplace there are other salon native marketplaces and i know a lot of times i get that question of which marketplace is good for so we're going to separate two um categories right now which marketplace is good for pfp projects and which marketplace is good for one-on-one art yeah so on Solana, there's um, you you can essentially if, if you launch your candy machine and get your your mint authority, like you uh, basically that's dev stuff. You can um, you can put your project on all of these exchanges. You don't just have to like launch it on OpenSea, but um, I mean, yeah. But uh, as far as the Solana marketplace ecosystem mm-hmm. goes, or like sort of um, competitive landscape, there's a few uh, projects coming that we're kind of waiting for. Mm-hmm. Um, but it at the moment it's really dominated uh, by by Magic Eden for profile picture projects and any utility based NFT sort of large collections mm-hmm. is entirely dominated by Magic Eden, uh, which they've created a really great product. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy and stuff going on in the public eye with them lately, but they have certainly made an incredible product. And then for like indie art or one of one artist mm-hmm. type stuff, there's really two routes to go. One is called Olaplex, which is this kind of cool tool to spin up your own. Uh, web front using metaplex and uh, as the backbone which i kind of briefly alluded to earlier mm-hmm. and they're they're great for indie artists a lot of uh one one artists use olaplex and then the sort of competitor there that a ton of the best artists in the space have migrated to is called exchange art mm-hmm. and so i'm not sure how the dust is going to settle on the one of one art scene but exchange art and olaplex are really the two places you go for for one of one art and indie art and then most of the volume done, uh, really the, the giant shark in the, in the space is Magic Eden. Magic Eden. Um, yeah, exchange art. I'm very familiar with because I have my photography on exchange art and a lot of people are, um, you know, um, going that route because it's like a small community that just keeps growing and growing and growing. And they're pretty bullish on, um, photography and one-on-one art. So I think, when you see somebody that's bullish on what you're doing, you tend to kind of lean that way. I wanted to circle back to um, what you talked about Metaplex. Could you just kind of explain that a little bit more for me um, and our listeners? Um, what exactly does Metaplex do? Uh, yeah, that's probably uh, not in like, um, basically they created something called the Metaplex standard, mm-hmm. which is just uh it's just a bunch of backend dev stuff that basically made NFTs possible on Solana. Okay. Um, that's the, the, the best way. Um, it, it's just the set of this, the standard that gives people an access to, um, to release their NFTs. And it's kind of the standard the whole ecosystem has used, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, for the most part, like Olaplex uses Metaplex and artists just need to do all the plug and play stuff on Olaplex if they want to use that, for example. Got it. And Metaplex has a Discord. Uh, yeah, Metaplex does have a have a Discord. Okay. Uh, I, I'd have to double check, but I'm 99% sure. If not, like Olaplex does. Uh, and, and yeah, and, and any of those would be great to, to get help on these okay. things. I'm going to look more into it as well and probably just um, do like a quick blog post about it. Um, all right, so I have heard many people say stay away from Soulsea, um, which is another marketplace. I'm wondering why. <laughs> Can 
because when I initially wanted to put my photography on Solana, um, I started researching some of the marketplaces and it was one of the ones that came up and I thought, you know, so see OpenSea, maybe it's the biggest marketplace, but um, I kept getting that. No, don't do it. No, don't do it. <laughs> so is there a reason um, why? Yeah, well, uh, there's a couple reasons there. Uh, the first one is just like volume. No one really uses Solsi. Uh, but then mm-hmm. I guess the questions are why does no one use Solsi is maybe um, the better thought. And one, honestly, one reason is that they require everyone to register on their website. And this is Web3. Like you have to sign up with an email and uh, password. And people don't really like that. They just want to sign a transaction from their wallet, connect it, and be able to interact with the blockchain, right? Without needing to mm-hmm. put their personal email. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest reasons for the FUD. Also, I've never re- like released a project, but I think they, they sort of have a way that you can mint projects th- through their site that is different than the Metaplex standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's devs listening, I probably sound like an absolute idiot. And I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I think they have a slightly different... Because yeah, <laughs> I, I am learning... Uh, I mean, I know, I know quite a bit about Solana, but I am learning a lot from this conversation. So... Yeah, I, I think they do something slightly differently. Um, I think they offer some sort of licensing to their minting and stuff too. But uh, I'm not too aware apart from the fact that they've got a lot of FUD because of uh, um, the, the registration thing. And to be honest, they don't really offer anything better than the marketplaces that don't. So that just kind of has pushed them into what I'd probably argue is irrelevant. But time will tell. Awesome. Okay. I was, I was, I was curious about that. Like, you know, I get different answers from different people. Some people say, oh, because they don't do verifications, but now they do verifications. And some people say, oh, somebody can just hijack your project and mince without it being verified. So I've heard different, different things. So I was curious what you um, thought. All right. So we know that Solana and ETH are not the only blockchains that people mint NFTs on. Um, we have things like Tezos. I think Binance also has um, NFT minting what are your thoughts comparing um solana to let's say tezos yeah like you see those other blockchains um one that's popping right now is near and and luna has some nfts and of course polygon but uh tezos is really from my understanding there's a lot of great indie art there mm-hmm. um this is maybe a bit of a a, a longer conversation I'd, I'd have to look more into the tech side of tezos because it's been a while since i have but Ultimately, to me, I, I think there's money to be made buying NFTs anywhere if the mm-hmm. market's right. Like we see a lot of rotating and bridging to other later ones. But yeah, um, I the way I look at NFTs, apart from just flipping, is kind of betting on an ecosystem as well on who's going to be the long term winners. Mm-hmm. And so given how bullish I am on Solana as an ecosystem for the future, uh, that kind of is one reason why I'd prefer Solana NFTs to Near or Tezos or Luna, um, although they're all great, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's great art to be found there. Uh, the biggest thing for me is, is the actual tech of the blockchain itself, and I, I think Solana really is the answer to a highly scalable layer one solution. Awesome. So Solana is we. I was having this conversation with somebody. Solana is a layer one solution, correct? Yeah, <laughs> you know it's funny. A, a lot of people, uh, a lot of ETH people claim that the, the value from Solana will come from it being almost acting like a side chain or like a loose layer to, to Ethereum where final value still settled on Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
time will tell. We have no idea how this is going to unfold, but Solana is, is certainly a later one. And is it considered an altcoin as well? A hundred percent. Yeah, I would. I would technically classify anything that isn't Bitcoin an altcoin, um, and it would probably fall under the category of majors. We sort of have like Bitcoin, and then there's sort of a slight step below Bitcoin and altcoins of just Ethereum alone. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you have majors, which would be your Cardano, your Solana, your Polkadot, your, um, I guess maybe a while ago, Litecoin. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Litecoin then, has been struggling. <laughs> yeah, probably rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then after that, you get your sort of miners and low caps. So it probably falls in the, in the major altcoin category. Got it. I'm bullish. I'm, I'm even more bullish now speaking to you because I've, I have been bullish on Solana, but hearing all these things, like it's like, wow, okay. Now I've learned even more and I'm even more bullish on um, Solana. Um, so what Solana projects, this is for people that are looking to invest um, in Solana NFTs. What Solana projects are you bullish on? Well, that's a, uh, there's a lot, of course. Um, <laughs> and so obviously it depends on your price point. Uh, I just want to make one quick disclaimer in the current market conditions until I see what Bitcoin actually does long term. I think there's still potential we break down and go downwards. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of risking off on NFTs, especially because they're pumping, because I just think if Bitcoin were to go down and then majors were to follow, NFTs would be in a somewhat of a liquidity crisis. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make that disclaimer before I start telling people to be bullish on NFTs because I've actually been selling a lot of NFTs just for like a three to six month or maybe a two week period. Who knows? But with, with that quick disclaimer, um, in the sort of upper price range, you have blue chips on Solana that mm-hmm. have a very high barrier of entry. Uh, the first two I'd start with are Solana Monkey Business and Borioku Dragons. They've kind of solidified themselves as the top tier projects on Solana. Um, mm-hmm. But those are going to cost you around 200 sol or more um, in that area. So that's a lot of money. If, if you start coming sort of lower down that uh, blue chip status, uh, there's sort of two ecosystem OGs that are uh, that have incredibly strong communities and have been around since day, almost day one. And that's DGen Ape Academy and Thugbirds, mm-hmm. uh, which are very, very organic communities. But also in that sort of higher price range, you have some projects popping right now. One is called Tyro Robotics. Um, and then one is a metaverse project called portals, which I'm incredibly bullish on. Uh, that's so that that's kind of in that like mid to higher range tier. And then once you get to lower projects, um, I'm really bullish on 10 K projects on Solana at the moment because we have a lot of small supplies collections, but as Mm -hmm. an influx of liquidity comes and more people come, you want larger communities that can make more noise. So for that reason, I'm really bullish on sort of a few projects. Uh, D gods is one that I'm very bullish on. I'm I'm very, yeah, I, I love D gods and they've been absolutely flying lately. So um, everyone listening, um, Tolly's like my advisor <laughs> by default. Like I totally bug him and I did, I did get a D gods, um, because of Tolly. Cause I, I'm like, what should I get? I don't know. What should I, what should I do? And thanks for not being tired of me, Tolly. <laughs> and, and you know what? I, I imagine you probably bought it around three or four soul. I imagine. I and did. Like, I did. And right, right now it's at about 10. So. That's, Get out of here. Yeah, I haven't even absolutely checked. Oh, yeah. and well, glad I got in. <laughs> I have not, you know, I just, I'm pretty diamond handed. So once I buy, I kind of just move on. 
and I'll just hop in the discord and chit chat a little bit. And when I have time, but, um, I seldom check unless I'm about to buy again. And for, man, I probably should have gotten another one now that I think about it. <laughs> it's <laughs> wow. always the hindsight's always 2020, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I, didn't, I know they have the token coming up, um, dust. Um, and I knew that was going to be a big thing. And I was like, ah, oh, should I get another one or should I not? I probably, you know, this is why it's not good to second doubt yourself. I probably should have. And I, I kept telling myself, do it. And then I started second guessing like, oh, maybe I should, you know, do other ones to just kind of spread myself out a little bit. Um, but good news. Thanks for sharing that. I'm going to go check after we're done. I'm going to go check the floor on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, go ahead. I, I kind of interrupted you. Sorry. Oh, no worries. <laughs> but in that sort of like five to 10 soul range, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to list a million projects. So like there's tons of great ones I'm missing, but, uh, D gods and famous Fox Federation are really okay. the two that stand out. And then maybe there's one right now called Solana money boys, which would be worth uh, checking out. Okay. And then in the like really sort of cheaper end, uh, I, I'm not really a huge one to shill, but right now the, like the project we co-founded originally is a social commentary and a joke that we then developed into a real project mm-hmm. called Thug Monks. Like the floor at the moment, you could probably pick one up for the equivalent of $30. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like nothing. And so I'd, uh, at the lower end of NFTs and the cheaper end, I'd check out Thug Monks. I have a um, Thug Monk. Yeah, I, 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 I'm bullish on the project because, so. <laughs> because I know what we're working on and we haven't made our announcements, so no one really knows yet. Mm-hmm. And we're hopefully making them soon. We're just waiting to get the perfect teaser done by an artist. So, um, so that's a little bit of, of alpha and like, there's a lot of great projects. Actually, one more I'd throw in, um, because it's very good for ETH people coming based on the art style is Friendly Frogs. Um, yeah. I know that, I know that we, we both are in spaces often with, our friend NFT CEO, and he's really <laughs> bullish on friendly frogs. Yes, he is. He had me getting a couple of friendly frogs, <laughs> being so, that bullish. And yeah, it's so a great have, community. So it really is. It really is. And, and and so I have a few of those as well. And th- there's a lot of other great projects, but that's probably a good place to start. I, I would say Famous Fox Federation and D Gods, if you can afford them, are a, a pretty good place to start. So everything you've mentioned, I actually have. So I guess I'm good, right? <laughs> I'm here patting myself on the back. Like I'm proud of myself that I, you know, okay, okay. My portfolio is looking, my, my Solana portfolio is probably looking better than my ETH portfolio right now. I have one, one blue chip, um, or potential blue chip on ETH. And I always feel late to everything. Like I feel like everything happened before I even knew what NFTs were. And, um, how do I just, you know, Solana gives me like that little cushion where I feel like, okay, I can still enter and kind of wait it out and be patient. And I feel like Solana is for people that are, that are patient and looking to build long-term, um, with projects. All right. So, um, last question for the day, cause I know you're a busy man and you have to go. <laughs> Solana hit 1 billion in NFT sales volume. What does this mean for the future? Uh, I would say that means hopefully there, uh, there's still room to grow. I know that's a really high number, but mm-hmm. I mean, when, when we have, when we look at how big we want Solana as an ecosystem to be, um, I would just say that that's a great marker and let's check that one off and let's keep going. I, I, I hope that means we, we still have room to grow, but it's also probably a, a marker to celebrate for sure. Awesome. I think so too. I think, you know, 1 billion, that's a, that's a huge, um, that's a huge amount. 
And I, you know, I'm here to stay, Solana. <laughs> and I'm glad I've met people like you, Tolly, because you have all made it very, very easy for me to be bullish on Solana. And I appreciate you coming um, on the podcast today to share some of your knowledge with our listeners because, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here to share knowledge, right? Thank you so much for coming um, on the show. And if you're looking for Tolly and you want to ask him more questions, you can find Tolly on Twitter at SoulNFTs, and that's S-O-L-N-F-T's. And if you're interested in Thug Monkeys, you can look them up on Twitter. I would advise you get, you know, all the stuff that he gave you to the projects that he's bullish on. I I listened and I got in and I there's not one that I have regretted getting. And I really, really love the communities. And I am excited to I didn't even know the gods went up. I'm excited to hear that. That's a that's a fantastic <laughs> news here and um right now. And I'm gonna go check it out um when we're done here and just start screaming. <laughs> like I feel like I'm winning. <laughs> Yay. All right, thank you so much, Soul um Soul NFTs, NFT Tolly and Tolly. Those are all your handles for coming <laughs> on the show. I had to like slap those in there. <laughs> Thank you for well, coming on. It was show. it was absolutely wonderful to come. I'm I'm glad we got to have the talk, and uh, and I hope to see um, some of your uh, listeners come to Solana. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, do not forget to subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And if you love the NFT talk show, go ahead. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. I want to see your thoughts. And yeah, stay away from the one-star reviews, only five stars, wink, wink, wink. <laughs> and yes, you can follow us on Twitter at NFT Talk Show, and that's N-F-T-T-A-L-K-S-H-O-W. Send your questions, send a DM. We are here for you. And that is all for today's episode. I am your hostess, Tony Payne, and I will catch you on the blockchain. Bye. This is not financial advice and do your own research.